Hey, welcome back, podcast listeners. This is Heather, and you're listening to Hobbies with Heather. This is a podcast where I talk to people about their favorite hobbies, and this week we're bringing my best friend, Cecilia, where she does many things with horses, including doing handstands on them. So we're going to talk to her about that today and get to know a little bit more about her. Hey, guys. I'm Cece, Heather's best friend, and I have a horse. Her name's Ginger. She's a grula. That's the color. Anyways, um, I do many different things on horses, including showing them in different events um, and not including handstands. I can stand on them, but my sister won't let me do a handstand. Bummer. Yeah. Kind of disappointing. Okay, so getting right into it. I'm going to ask, so how did barrel racing, like, what does it feel like? But first, let me say, I went on vacation to Cody, Wyoming, and that's, like, the horse state. So they had, like, a rodeo every single night we were there all throughout the summer. And I thought it looked pretty fun. What do you think of it? Rodeoing? Oh, that would be so fun. Ginger and I aren't quite fast enough at barrel racing to be able to, like, do rodeo. We're getting faster, though, every every time. Like, every show. We, this summer, we had three. We keep getting faster, and we do pretty good. We always, we usually, like, are, like, second or third place at the shows. It's so fun. It's like you're so, like, you're free, and, like, when they're... As long as they go fast. If you have a good horse, like, Ginger tries. And if you have a horse that, like, knows what they're doing, they try, and they care, and they want to go, then it's it's really fun, and, like... When you turn around the barrels and they're going to the next one, it's like you're like have to hang on to the horn and they're like, I don't know, it's like. What is the horn? The horn's like the part on the saddle, you know? Yeah, okay. On the front. Next question. So, what events do you usually show in? Um, We do a lot of the Western. I'm mainly Western. I kind of got into English this year, but not too much. But for Western, we do like Western Pleasure and. Um, Western horsemanship and ranch pleasure and like, um, and yeah, um, showmanship, Western showmanship is your halter class. That's when you're on the ground and leading them with a halter. And Ginger and I always do really good in that one. We went to a show that it was like a double judge show. So there were two judges. So there were two places, placings for each class. And I got first place for both the judges for showmanship because Ginger and I are really good at that. Um, Western pleasure is where you like are going just going around the ring in a circle with like all the other horses in the ring too, and the judge just tells you to like walk, trot, lope, and canter, stuff like that. And then rant or Western horsemanship is. When you do, like, it's Western, and then you just do a pattern. It's, like, a short pattern. And then Ranch is usually, like, a big big pattern, and it usually has, like, a serpentine somewhere in there. You know, like an S. Yeah. Somewhere in there. And then there's also Raining, and that's, like, doing figure eights, kind of, like, circles. And they focus a lot on you. Raining and Ranch focus a lot on the leads is this for 4-h or is it, and how many competitors do you usually see every time you go 
for 4-H. I do one 4-H show a year. And there it's like a good amount. Probably like, I don't know, maybe like 20 kids. For oh. There are a couple kids from like each club. For our other shows, open they're open shows, so like anyone can go and pay the entry fee and be in it. So those always range from like a couple like different numbers. They're usually a good amount though. Do you decorate ginger very well for those or I I don't really I know I just we have we kinda have a red, white and blue look we go with a lot. Like I have a red, white and blue like western shirt. And we have, like, red, white, and blue barrel reins. And she has a blue and white saddle pad. And I have, like, a red, white, and blue helmet if the requirement is to wear a helmet. If they don't require us to wear a helmet, we don't. How good is she with you, like, turning her, making her back up? She's pretty good. She's um, not a green rein. She's um, neck... I don't remember what it's called. I'm brain. I know what it's called. I just can't think of it right now. But it's when you only have to use one hand. Oh, okay. Do you think that you would teach other kids how to do this? Um, I would maybe like. Not like as a job. Like I've taught my cousins. I've got given my cousins a few little lessons. I'd like give kids rides on my horse if they wanted me to. But, like, it wouldn't be, like, my job. Liza would probably do that when she's older as, like, a job. Part of her job. But that wouldn't be, like, my occupation, you know? Yeah, and do you have to wash her a certain amount of times throughout the year or anything like that? Well, you see, Ginger is the perfect color. She's a grula, and that means that they're, like, black and brown mix. So she can get dirty, and I don't have to give her a bath. We only, like, give them baths, usually before, like, a show to make them look nice if they are dirty. Like, Liza has a blue roan, but she has a lot of, like, white on her sometimes, like, depending on the season. So she'll, like, give her a bath usually before the show because, like, grass stains show up on her. For Ginger, nothing shows up on her, so we're we're pretty good. And then, like, they get, everything gets washed off by, like, rain and stuff so we don't have to how many times does the guy come and uh, do the shoes the shoes yeah you just gotta keep an eye on them and when you're like oh they're getting kind of long you just call them up and be like hey can you come over this one day and trim their hooves um what about her winter fur when does that usually grow in that's actually starting like right now it's starting to come in like, it's fall, and you start noticing it's getting thicker. And I love the way Ginger feels in the fall because she's so soft and fluffy. How do your horses out at your farm react to your dogs, your crazy dogs? They think they're stupid, I think. they just, like, Bridge will go out and, like, bark at them and chase. And Chocolate used to do that. She does still sometimes. They'll, like, kind of crouch down and jump at them. And sometimes they'll, like... They'll, like, the dogs will chase them up to, like, the gate, and sometimes every once in a while the horses will kind of, like, buck at them, kind of kick at them, but they won't, they've never, like, hit them or gotten real upset. They're pretty, like, tame towards dogs because they're used to annoying dogs.
So you definitely trust your horse with any type of person? Yeah, I'd let, like, kids, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'd let, as long as I'm there, um, I'd be, I, we let kids ride them. Do you think that, like, what color would you, um, let's see, how do I put this? What color do you think goes with your horse very well, like the... Um, I think purple looks really good on ginger or, like, an orange. Like, I have this um rope halter that's, like, mainly, like, orange, and it's got, like, some, like, a couple different colors in it, too. But that looks good on her. Do you, uh, what's the, like, fastest running, what do you call that? Um, like, a canter, or, oh, frick, um, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's gallop, canter, and then, like, gallop. Lope is, like, you know, like, about trot, and then it's canter, and then I think, like, gallop. But, like, you know when it says gallop when you're riding them, I don't think. Yeah. That's the one time I, what was that? Did I lope? Yeah, you loped. Yeah, that was pretty scary. Yeah. First time riding by myself, wasn't it? And she just kind of went. Yeah. In the arena. I think I might have made her go. I think, I like, when I squeezed my legs, she just was like... Well, yeah. let's get going then. You yeah. can you can teach a horse to like so you don't need to use reins at all. You can teach them so you just use your legs and your feet. And I did that with my other horse Betty. Like at a, I went to a 4-H camp one year. Hated it, but I learned a lot. Um but I learned we used you know the like red light green light game. We used that on our horses to when we were how do you manage to do that? Like, were you riding them? Yeah. Oh. To steer them with your legs. I don't know how you could control such it's a giant to animal. It. But say you want to go, like, you want them to, like, turn to the right. Yeah. Your right leg, like, you don't, like, touch them, and then your left leg, you put contact in. So it's sort of backwards, in a way? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Hmm. Can we have a word from our sponsors? Yeah. Go on down to Grandpa Stan's garden if you want some juicy tomatoes for your nice tomato soup. Great flavor in them, and they're nice and plump. This episode is also sponsored by Metal Forged Right. The pots and pans that this company makes will blow your socks right off. They come lightweight in the mail, so no paying for shipping. They come at the highest level of nonstick, so no more need to pay for cooking spray. No more mess of this oily grossness. They come with lots of shapes and sizes, some square with bumps to add the effect of grilling, some are small and circular to help eggs stay in a nice shape, some are built more durable than others to withstand the hottest temperatures in the oven. They come giant for big pots of Nephla soup for all you hardy North Dakotans. Yeah! Including me, of course. They sent me some samples of these pans and pots, and to my delight, they worked better than advertised. Made here in the U.S. of A., they do you right. So get your pots and pans today from Metal Forged Right with code Heather Hobbies and get 15% off your first purchase. All right, on to some stories. So here's the first one. So Cecilia, she was holding a cattle sale out at her... A bull sale. Okay, out at her farm. And her cousin was there, and it was a little rainy and colder out, muddy, really muddy and whatever. Was that the same time? Yeah, I think that I think so. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so they have like all these hay bales stacked up in like uh triangle type things. And so her cousin, you and I, we were climbing on those hay bales and Eliza just got her 
was she, she was like a yearling. Yeah, a yearling. And she was like, it was before she went to the trainers, or she was like, she would like take her in and out of the barn, and during the, in the morning she'd take her out of the barn and put her in a little corral outside and in our like barnyard area. I don't know if that's a word. Is that a word? Anyways. Yeah. So and then uh, so she was in that pen at that point. Because there's the bull sale going on and stuff. So we were climbing on the hay bales and we were like running around and stuff. So she got really wild. And so she started like kicking back and stuff because she was being playful she too. Was young and crazy still kind of. Now she's just lazy. But yeah. Back then she had energy. So she was running around the pen and we were just watching her at that point because we were like, what is she doing? And yeah, it was really muddy out. So she lost her balance and she just fell. She slipped. Yeah, in the mud. Yeah, going like full speed. And she got back up and she's just like, whoa, wait a second, what just (laughs) happened? And I was like, oh, geez, is is she okay? And Cecilia's like, oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, she'll be fine. So do you got a story? Yeah, okay, so the horse I had before Ginger, her name was Betty. She was old, you know, getting up there in the years. She's still alive today, somehow, some way, I don't know. (laughs) But um, this is probably when I was like 12. I was at practice for like 4H and for we were practicing trail class. Oh, I forgot to mention trail class earlier. You do a bunch of different obstacles with them like opening a gate and closing it, going over a bridge, backing through poles, stuff like that. Oh. One of the obstacles was there were two barrels like probably like 10 feet apart. There was a bucket on one, you have to put it on the other. This bucket was like a small white bucket and Betty, I picked it up. She did not like the bucket. I think they even had like rock. I don't know. I don't think they had it. They might have had something in it. I don't know. But I picked it up and she didn't like it. She spooked and she took off running towards the other end of the arena. I was just hanging on. I still had the bucket. (laughs) And I was hanging on and everyone was like, drop the bucket. Drop the bucket. And so I, like, dropped it. And then we were fine after that. I never did that obstacle again. Like, I'd skip it at the show because I was, like, scared. Anyways, Betty's chill, though. That was my only main incident with her. Uh, the bucket. I, f- I forgot to ask, um, how many horses have you owned then? Okay, so when I was really little, we had this horse. His name was Blaze. That was, like, all of our horses. We got him from our neighbors before they moved. We got him along with Buddy, but Buddy was, like, my mom's horse. And so they basically gave him to us for free. Like, we were, like, little, little kids. Probably, like, five. Like, maybe even, probably even younger. And so the, my mom's like, oh, well, we gotta pay you to our neighbor. And she's like, oh, no, you don't. Just give me a quarter. So, like, we all gave her a quarter as little kids. <laughs> and we got these horses. Blaze was a really good horse, and then he got old and died. But before he died, I got a horse named Betty from, like, a family friend of ours. She was kind of old, too, but she was probably more, like, 17, and horses usually lived from, like, range of, like, 25 to 30 in there. So they can get to be pretty old, but before Blaze died, I got Betty, and I didn't have to pay for her either. There was just a friend gave her to us, and... She, I had for, like, years, like, a long, up till I was, like, 12, 12 or 13 when I needed, like, a more, like, the next level up, and that's when I bought Ginger, so I saved up my money, and then I bought Ginger, 
and I've had ginger ever since. And ginger will probably be the last one I have for a while. Because when I was 13, so when my sister turned 13, my aunt who owns like a horse ranch is like, was like going to give us like a foal as like our 13th birthday present you know yeah and like Liza's like all for that she's willing to, in the winter like get up in the morning take her outside and then at night put her back in the barn by the time I was 13 I'd had ginger for like a year half a year and I was like you know I think I just want to focus on this horse because I knew darn well that I wasn't going to be able to wake up early enough in the morning to I'm a huge pro- procrastinator so I knew I wasn't going to be able to get up in the morning and go take care of her every single day and let her out and I was like and I didn't really want to. I, like, didn't want to have to focus on, like, two horses. So, and I'm still glad I didn't do that. So, I would have gotten another when I was 13, but I didn't want to. So, now I just have Ginger, and we're chilling. So, she should last a couple more years, because she's 16. Oh, well. Okay, so, to end this podcast, I always ask this question. What impact does this hobby have on you? It's, it's great. It's taught me a lot of responsibility, and it's fun and it's like you teamwork it teaches you teamwork because you have to work with her your horse and you can't get too upset because or like too like scared or anything because they can feel what you can feel so if you're scared they're going to be scared or you know they just know what's happening they can feel it yeah and so it teaches you a lot well what it's taught me is to be more brave Around bigger animals, yeah. I guess. Just even being out at the farm when there's, like, cows and stuff. It's just oh, taught yeah. me to be more brave. Hey, guys. Um, I'm Cece. Thanks for listening about and learning about my hobby. I'm joining Heather. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for listening. I hope this was entertaining for you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>